Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. We should go back to the future. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey. My name is Jeff. How's it going, Jeff? It's going good. Awesome. Welcome to part two of this episode in which we are going down our top 20 back to school best teen movies. You got that, everyone? Back to school best teen movies. Mm-hmm. In which we are counting down the best movies involving one, a teen, two, high school, and three... It's a movie, I guess. I, I <laughs> and if you did not hear episode one, then stop this episode right now and go back and listen because you missed the important part. Well, you missed um, numbers 20 through uh, 11. But if you don't want to go back and listen to us talk about those movies, you'll listen to us recap it right now. Okay, so let's go recap, recap those movies. So number 20 was Footloose. Number 19... Ah, was Bring It On. Number 18, Napoleon Dynamite. Number 17 was Super Bad. Number 16, Cry Baby. Cry Baby. And number 15 was Saved. Very good movie. Saved, yes. Number 14, Charlie Bartlett. Uh, Number 13 was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Number 12 was Varsity Blues. And number 11 was... That happy-go-lucky teen <laughs> girl film, The Craft. <laughs> yeah, very happy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, nothing Nothing says teens and high school quite like witchcraft. <laughs> exactly. Quite like a couple of girls getting a coven and yeah. putting spells on their team, I think, teammates. I think everybody out there knows at least that one girl in their high school that was into witchcraft. Who dresses monochromatic and Though, walks around the campus all creepy. Right. They're really into black lipstick. You know? Well, now they probably... Back in the 90s, they dyed their hair black. Mm-hmm. Now they're either dyeing their hair ruby red mm-hmm. or silver. Right. Silver hair. Yeah. The the craft. Uh, you know, I, I do have a soft spot for the craft. I, I do like that movie quite a bit. Uh, it was good enough to make it 11... But here we are, Jeff. The top ten. This is the cream of the crop, minus Back to the Future. We <laughs> we sort of touched on it last time, and the more I thought about uh, Back to the Future, there is no reason why we couldn't have included it as a teen movie. I know that's more uh, my, because it the more does, I thought about that's why I thought too. It does center very much around high school. Uh, the main character is is a teenager, you know. Uh, there are multiple scenes that take place in a high school, both in 1955 and in 1985. Uh, we'll put that on their on our honorable mention list. Let's just well, let's just back to the future. Preemptively say because of our own biases, we said we're not going to put it on the list. I think we said that last week. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if, if we we made that clear. Okay. Um, but it it gets the best in show. I would okay. say. Uh, so it's like beyond number one because we love that movie so much, but we won't bore you with talking about it anymore because we've done it exhaustively for the last like three episodes. <laughs> yeah, and we also uh, forgot to include Teen Wolf, by the way. Yeah, but Teen Teen Wolf, I mean, Teen Teen Wolf. 
great movie. Is a nostalgic movie? No, it's a good movie. It's they based it, it, it all. Movie? It's a it's a great. Is it a great movie. Great teen high school movie. I recently showed Teen Wolf. It to has my styles. Child. It has it styles. styles. All right. It's an iconic teen movie. I'll give you that. If you're on, if you're calling it an iconic movie, it should be on this list. See, but you know, know what? Let's just get to our list, man. I, I would I would say that like in the cases of both Teen Wolf and Back to the Future, the uh, sort of horror element of Teen Wolf, the fact that it's about a werewolf, it's a werewolf movie before it's a high school movie, and Back to the Future is a sci-fi time travel movie before it's a high school movie. I think you're making excuses so we didn't have to include them on the list. Yeah, because we forgot them. And, yeah. Um, you know, I'm just All trying right, to... All right, it's fine. Let's, uh, let's <laughs> keep going. Let's go to the list. Error. Okay, so we're going to go number... Number 10. <laughs> number 10. Number 10. 10. Is a is a, a movie you know that's very near and dear to uh, our generation because our generation uh, discovered the internet, Jeff. Yes, and uh, this movie came out right, for the Zennials right at the right at the right moment when the internet was so fresh that nobody knew that all the things they were doing were not actually internet related. Exactly. So so <laughs> this movie is all about that time in life when kids had AOL. Yep. They had Prodigy. Yep. They had every kid was trying to get on the internet. They thought they were hacking, oh, but really oh. none of them were doing it. Yeah, all they were doing were going into chat rooms and talking to each other. Yep. So a movie had to be made about going onto the internet, but they made it cool because when they went onto the so they made a movie all about the kids that were able to go around that internet and maneuver like nobody else could. Sure. And they made a movie called Hackers. Yes, it's Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina his Jolie? and his wife at the time, Angelina Jolie. Were they married at the time that they, they made were this married movie? when they made this movie? Oh, with their blood vials? Is, no, they, that's, uh, that's that's Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. That's her second husband. Yeah. Okay, she's a weird broad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it's it's uh, um, Matthew Lillard before he does Scream. Before Scream, yeah, and then some other people. No, no, also. <laughs> No, this movie I don't know actually. Who, I don't know who any of the other like teens are in the movie. I know that Pendulette makes. It's also a, got. Uh, it's also role. got Lorraine Bracco from Sopranos oh, fame. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this movie actually she has plays disappointed mom one or disappointed mom two. No, in, in okay. this, in this, she plays the she plays the bad guy's girlfriend. I, I know. <laughs> it was just a you know. And it's also got <laughs> it's also got from your another guy from your list, Jesse Bradford. Mm. Jesse Bradford, who plays the kid who gets in trouble, mm-hmm. gets them all. In I know, failed. I know the actor you're, you're referring to. Yes. Okay, yes, he's also in Bring It On. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's okay. He's he's always seemed familiar, but in a like, uh, like, but not in in a way to where I know like, oh, that's you know, like I would Matthew Lillard or Angelina. Jolie I think it's because we're guys. I think girls were more attracted to Jesse Bradford than maybe. I don't know. He was kind of a uh, like. A, a real introverted little little tiny guy in in hackers. Okay, well, you know, well, also he wasn't fel- really like sex symbol in Felicity in Huffman was in Hackers. She played the, the she played uh, Dade Murphy, which is the main character. She played his mom in the very beginning. Huh. Penn Jillette was also in this yeah, movie. Penn Jillette, he plays security guard. He plays security guard. This movie was chock full for some reason of f- famous people. I don't know why. Yeah, you for know, being such a such a little. It is. It, it, when you watch it now, it's uh, incredibly dated and cheesy in a lot of ways. Because it's a technology movie right. from the 90s. But <laughs> this movie does well to sort of capture the the tone of that early internet youth. It does, yeah. 
you know, in, in a really, really good way. And, you know, these all the kids these, are rollerblading. Yeah, they're, they're rollerblading or, or the, I think the, the main mainframe guy skateboards all over the place. Yeah. And then yeah. one thing I forgot to mention is that uh, the one of the main security, one of the main uh, Secret Service agents is uh, Mark Anthony. The Mark, singer, the singer, really? and uh, Jennifer Lopez X. Really, Mark Anthony. That's yes. funny. Was was he just like a Latin star that they were trying to place into stuff? I don't know, but they, but I remember he's the one who's guarding Jesse uh, Bradford's character. That's funny. He's outside his house. Number nine is uh, is a movie that I think people will probably feel is too low <laughs> at number nine on this list. Uh, it is a '90s classic movie. Absolute classic teen cinema starring uh, the uh, ageless Paul Rudd and Alicia Silverstone, where she can't drive. Ah, now I got you. I didn't have my list in front of me. Oh, I see. I was actually I was actually playing along with the rest of the with the rest of the people with the rest of those with our switches. I was like, I gotta, wait, what is what is number I gotta, nine? I got a blank stare, and I was like, I thought you knew what this list was. Oh, I was like, what is uh, number nine? No, number nine is Clueless. Clueless yeah. Uh, it's a it's a young Brittany Murphy. I think I this is right perfect on the list. Nine, I I do too. Actually, like right right in the middle. Because um, I think this is one of the most dated movies in history. It, it is it is incredibly dated. It I is mean, so nineties. Here's the thing that you can't go back and watch it and get all the references. By the nature of them being teen movies, they're like pushing that sort of the teen fashion and the no, teen slang but, and stuff. So a lot of teen movies, by the nature of them being teen movies, are. Dated. I don't feel that movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you watch it, I don't feel like it's dated to the point where it's like unwatchable. Oh, well, I feel Clueless like Clueless is unwatchable. I feel like Clueless, it relies so heavily on her language being so over the top, the la- the clothing being so over the top, the music, the rolling with the homie scene being so over the top that it's almost like, man, this is like, this is so 90s, I don't well, even want to watch it. Yeah, like at a point it almost becomes a parody of itself. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was trying to be back then. Yeah, it's uh, so it's hard to watch. I don't, I don't feel like it's hard to watch. Um, but that again, most of these movies are mainly because they have like they, these movies were movies that we watched as teens, uh, either because they were movies that had just come out or some of the older movies on on these uh, these lists because we were teens at the time and then they were like the movies that had been made, you know, for our age group. Um, so you watch all of them. Uh, there's something even though they're dated there's something that i will always be able to like watch them and feel like oh yeah it's teen drama teen comedy you know wh- whatever it is and be completely entertained even if it's dated as fuck but i was i was really excited in this movie about dion's boyfriend i mean he eventually grows up and becomes turk yes he does <laughs> he, <laughs> he eventually grows he up a doctor. doctor gets yeah. a job at, with dr dorian right <laughs> they they uh they have a special sort of guy love those guys Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of future stars in this movie as well. Uh, Paul Rudd um, does not look any younger in this movie than he does he in never Ant-Man. Ages. <laughs> I know that's become sort of uh, like a hack thing to say that Paul Rudd uh, hasn't aged uh, at all. But honestly, like if you've never seen Clueless, uh, keep in mind it's that, because, but it's because that he, movie he was made 40 like in Clueless. 20 years ago. 25 years ago. He, he looked 40 in Clueless. That's kind of the the reason why he looks ageless is because he looked old. He's always looked as, about thirty two. Yeah, he's al- <laughs> he's always looked older. That's why he is, looks ageless. <laughs> yeah, that's probably when you very have accurate, to catch yeah. up to your age. That's why you look ageless. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you have you have uh, 
yeah, you have an old soul, as people, yeah. people tell you. Oh, you got That's an old a, soul. <clears throat> you know, you know, if you have a baby face, <clears throat> when that baby face goes away, you look older. You know what I mean? You go, you go from looking sixteen through your thirties to just like, oh shit, you're fifty. People see you and they're like, fuck, Whoa, dude, you are happened? old looking. But if you're someone who just always looked old, then you're good. I guess, yeah. If you if you've always had a sort of classic look. <laughs> Uh, eight. eight. We're at eight already? Oh, man, we're ripping through this list pretty quick. Okay, let's go uh, to eight. So no, number nine, Clueless. It's great. It's a bunch of teens from the 90s. Uh, it's probably the quintessential 90s teen movie. So let's review. We have number 10 was Hackers. Yes. Number nine was Clueless. Clueless. Number eight was... Number eight is... Mr. Mo- Q, man. Let me what? go again. Number eight was... A movie... With, no. Number eight was... It, we, we haven't done number eight yet. I know. Number... Number I know. I was, I was saying introducing oh, it. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. Now, now all, all right, the get, people are going to think. Shot. Okay, here we go, go. Give me another shot. Number 10 was Hackers. Number 9 was Clueless. Number 8 was The Girl Next Door. The Girl Next Door. And we'll just yeah. edit all that previous stuff out. Nah, I'm leaving that okay. shit in. All right, The Girl Next Door, one of my favorite movies to watch when it's just a fun movie to watch. Late at night. Late at night. <laughs> <laughs> when you need your... You're, no uh, man, I actually like this movie. I think what, it what's her name? Uh, she's the girl from Twenty Four. What's 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 Alicia her first Cuthbert. name? Alicia Cuthbert. Alicia? Is it Alyssa? Yeah, I think what's so. Her fucking first name? No, Alicia Cuthbert. Cuth- Cuthbert. Yes, she married a hockey player and stopped acting. No, she just started acting in hockey movies. <laughs> oh, t- <laughs> she's in <laughs> she's in Goon One and Goon oh, Two. She's in, she's in the Goon movies. Yeah, as the friend. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, she <clears throat> that movie in general. Uh, if you if you know nothing about it, is a, a guy who goes to high school with the really hot girl next door, and finds out that she is uh, spending her senior year uh, making income by doing porn. She's an adult film actress. She is, and it's yes. Emile Hirsch and mm-hmm. Alicia, Alicia Cuthbert. Alicia. So I, th- I think that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Alicia Cuthbert. Well, because we just had Alicia Silverstone, and it felt no. wrong. I felt like we were just mixing up the names. Alicia. I, now I'm confused. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Al's on break, so twenty four girl uh, is is boning dudes, uh, namely Timothy Oliphant. Timothy, he she's not sleeping with Timothy she's Oliphant. She, he's she's working for Timothy Oliphant. And I gotta say, some of the where people he's watching her fuck other dudes. Yeah, on camera. The the acting in this film is surprisingly good. Timothy Oliphant. Oh, he Oliphant. Okay, so t- his name is pronounced Timothy Oliphant. I think Timothy Oliphant. Okay, so Timothy Oliphant in this film, <laughs> also in Go, is great. His Tim- acting is actually great he, in this he's film. A, he's a really good actor. He made me laugh through this whole film. He okay, so <laughs> if if you if you really like if you want to get a, a sense of uh, like the 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 great places that he can go, <laughs> Santa Clarita Diet. Watch, yeah, watch uh, the girl next door, then go watch Santa Clarita Diet. And you'll get the like the the comedy Timothy Oliphant. He is he can be so hilarious. He has great uh, sense for that like comedic timing. Uh, he's a great actor. I and... actually think that when I because I've I've been watching Justified again uh-huh. because I kind of like that show. Sure, but he he he's kind of bad in that because he's just like this like cowboy guy walking through the park like just shooting people shooting people and he's terrible in that but when you see him in santa clarita diet he's funny as he's so funny yeah he's he's this neurotic bundle of nerves (laughs) and uh he plays it so well it's 
he's he's got a, a much better range than I think people uh, think to give him credit for. Yeah, and you know? I um, I think because yeah. he's got he's got like striking leading man good looks, you know. And I think oh, does he? Oh, he does. Yeah, he's he's a very uh, like very sturdy, square jawed. Like yeah, yeah, leading yeah. man kind of I mean that's why he's perfect for justified. He looks always like a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's always he's always slightly scruffy and yeah. he looks like yeah, he's probably pretty good with a six shooter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh so to kind of break out of that, um And he's from Modesto, California. Can, can be hard. You know, I think he started in one of the Scream movies, like Scream Three or something like that. Um <laughs> he was. He was in Scream Three. Yeah, he played. I think he played a teenager in Scream, yes, Scream Three. I think that was his first like big role. Um, you know, he. I think he, he was the killer. Was he the killer? I think he was the killer oh, in Scream oh, Three. He was. The, he was the killer in, in Scream Three. Uh, I've not seen Scream Three. By the time Scream Three came along, I was like, same story, different people. I don't need to see this. Yeah. Uh, but the, you know, he he, he could easily be pigeonholed into just like. The justified he's character, the romantic uh, lead, or he's the the sturdy everyman, you know, in in those roles. But then you get to see him play, you know, he he took roles in like Go and the Girl Next Door, and and stuff I think early Go in his was career. his first character. I think Go was before was Go before Scream. I think Go was before Scream. I either way, when you when you take characters like that, where where he's playing sort of against, he's not playing a likable character. You know, he's he's got charisma. But he's not playing that like uh, well, heartthrobby love interest. I mean, Go was even kind of a complicated. He had the best character in Go because he was the guy you're supposed to hate because he's going to kill someone, right? And, then and you end up liking him. He talks about the family circus, and you go, you know what? He's right. Yeah, <laughs> and not only that, but you end up hating him. You're thinking you're going to hate him, and then he ends up eating breakfast and sleeping with Katie Holmes, mm-hmm. who's supposed to be the girl's best friend. It's actually kind of a complicated character, and he does it really well. I like I said, he's he's a great actor, and I don't think that he gets. But people, I don't think people think to give him enough credit. Is what I'm saying. Well, he hasn't really done anything like it's not like he's doing like. That's what, he's not on a lot of people's radars. But I'm saying he's. He's great. not doing anything we could switch the envelope for. You know what I mean, Corey? Not yet. We need not to yet. switch the envelope to. You know what? Fuck it. We're gonna dedicate this episode right now. <laughs> mid episode, not even mid episode, like first third. <laughs> to Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. Here's to you. <laughs> here's to you, man. Uh, see us on on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> We'll see you next time, Switches. <laughs> All right. So that was, and what movie are we talking about? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, The Girl Next Door. Girl Next Door. So this movie represents uh, every teenage boy's fantasy that somebody he went to high school with, uh, he will eventually be able to see online naked. And, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, we, and especially in the generation growing up <laughs> uh, where the internet had just, like, just bloomed, Um. I think we have a unique position too, where um, uh, for our generation, that is, that not only are we we were we at like this apex of uh, sort of um, sexuality was not a taboo for for women as much, right? We're, we were coming out of those dark ages through the '90s, right? The internet hits, and now you could go on a website or you could buy your own website for you know three dollars or whatever, and you could post boobs. You yeah, could but post think your own about- boobs. You could post. Think about you know, Emil, Emil Hirsch's character, man. He was he was a high school kid that was thinking, oh, man, I can go down to the local video store and actually see a girl from my high school naked in a porn. Mm-hmm. That never happens to anybody. Going down to, to a, a video local video store. store and getting a video of I've, a girl you go to high school with 
in porn. <laughs> that doesn't happen to people. Do you know what I'm saying, Corey? I mean, I know what you're saying, but I don't I don't think the listener knows what you're saying. <laughs> so anyway. I'm just saying, uh, across this great country, 30-somethings right now listening to this are going, yeah, that was... Or that was uh, so-and-so that I had in biology I feel like class, everybody in high school had so-and-so. that one person. Yeah, your senior year, you're like, oh, she graduated last year. I heard that she's in this movie. It's this title. Yeah. And you go beyond the beads and try yeah. not to get caught as a 17-year-old in What's your, funny is your local Everybody video. below the age, every, every millennial and below has no idea. Oh, no, it's all none of them, like None of them have idea, any idea what a video store is or a <laughs> blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now, nowadays you just share sort of whatever social media username you have, and you can uh, private message chat. Or people just get of... porn on the internet for free. You oh, know? I, I'm saying specifically with their classmates. But I'm saying with, for, <laughs> I'm saying with like, uh, with like um, this movie, um, The Girl Next Door, it's, it's even, if, even though the movie's not that old, it is referring to somebody who's... A bygone era. Yeah, actually, yeah. It's, kind of, it's kind of past them. It's, Timothy Oliphant's character is a producer of porn that's taking this girl around to conventions that's doing actual porn she's not doing like internet porn right so um i think in the isn't there a scene where they actually oh no they actually are going on their computer to see her i think that's yeah that's sort of how they like test the water to see if it's really her or whatever yeah. right um yeah the the, <laughs> the the access to i mean i and i've said this off off mic and probably on mic before i don't understand how a a industry can surround porn now with the sort of uh, ease and accessibility of just free video clips, pictures, whatever that is just all over the internet. You could Google search anything, and boobs will show up. We're gonna have to look for. We're gonna have to get the uh, the. We're gonna have to get somebody from Vivid Video on here. We might. Yeah, we need a guest. We'll do a top ten or top twenty best. You Hashtag know, is Vivid porn a, Vivid movies video or something. Still thing. Uh, they'll have to. <laughs> You know, do the list because uh, I don't watch porn. Uh, all right, so Girl Next Door. But yeah, it, anyway, <laughs> it um, it, kids, go out and watch the Girl Next Door if you want to see how your uh, your weird uncle used to. <laughs> nah, man, that movie's that movie's a great movie because it actually has a really good story at the end about this guy who falls in love with this girl and mm. they help each other. He helps her. And she helps him, and she helps him break out of his shell, yeah. and he helps her break back into one. Perhaps, but he yeah. he helps her put her top back on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's and it's a pretty sweet story, and it's it's good. It's funny. It's a it's great teen I romp. I still think Timothy Oliphant's the best character in the movie. Timothy Oliphant, I think, pushes it all the way up to eight. Yeah. Uh, in my book. Yeah. Moving on to number seven, probably one of my favorite teen movies of all time. Then why is it number seven? Because you voted it further down the oh, list. Oh, yeah, because I did not really like it that much. Yeah. Jeff is not a fan of this um, this particular teen movie. Uh, I don't have the list. So what's it called? It is called Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I fucking love this movie. What are you talking about? I don't know why you're poo-pooing it in the, in the intro. I didn't poo-poo it. I just said that it's pretty good. Um, it's pretty good, but not as good as the other ones that are before it. Sure, yeah. This is, again, a tough list to put together. There are a lot of really just indulgent teen movies. Cameron Cameron Crowe is a fantastic director. and uh, Yeah, I mean, he he uh, he lived amongst teenagers to kind of get a taste for 
how real teenagers, t- uh, you know, act. And, and he had to because because uh, apparently when he was he was 15, he was living with Led Zeppelin. So he couldn't. Yeah. He had no real, <laughs> real sense of what teenagers were know. like, you know, because he was living with Jimmy Page and fucking Robert Plant. You know, it's funny that those those premises like him going to to sit with high school kids, uh, you know, um, uh, undercover. <clears throat> you know, it's also the the basis for uh, Never Been Kissed. You know, and and it becomes this this sort of thing that doesn't seem real. Yes, that people do. <laughs> you know, um, there's a story of Tom Holland who plays Spiderman in uh, in all the the new Marvel movies, right? Uh, in that they actually sent him to a like Uconda or a, a sci- no a science <laughs> kid school, like a real smart Couldn't kid school, get it out <laughs> like some sort of academy. Yeah, Wakanda forever. Uh, <laughs> undercover. As like to the Umbrella Academy, a, a teenager to like sit with smart kids at a smart high school, and they like called him out on it right away. <laughs> he said, "There's just, uh, uh, an interview where he where he talks about it, where he's uh, he's basically he sits next to this girl and she looks over at him and she just goes, How did you get in?' <laughs> like she read him immediately, and they're like, "Everybody has to take a test to get in here. How did you get in?" <laughs> Like why? Why even do that anymore? Like, are there still narcs? Like, does that does that still happen? Are like there like Twenty One Jump Street? Yeah, they're like like people pretending to be kids trying to get kids to sell them weed. <laughs> like, well, considering does that still happen? Well, considering uh, marijuana is legal in most states, I don't. Well, think Well, not weed, but you know, like what other you know, controlled substances. I'm sure in vice. I'm sure the uh, vice departments of police, uh, vice police departments, or the vice hand of a police department, sure. still has undercover agents that go. I don't know if they go to high schools, but I'm sure they do. I'm sure they have some yeah. some wing of them that does that. It's so weird. Because I'm sure different, but I'm sure it's more like pills. It's oxy. It's like oh yeah, I'm sure it's it's absolutely harder drugs than marijuana. I yeah. was just you know like or maybe if there's like a heroin like a ring ring a, a ring they'll send somebody to high school. I don't know. I'm just, but I, I wouldn't it be I, crazy if we found out that like uh, somebody that we went to high school that we thought this entire time like years later we're like oh yeah. That guy was only there for like our junior year. And you're like, oh, it turns out he was actually 22 and he was a cop. <laughs> I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's people that come into this high school all the time like that. They're like, he was on the wrestling team. <laughs> <laughs> but there's yeah. all the also you always know those guys in high school that you think back and you're like, that guy looked 22. Yeah, everyone knows those guys. They go, that guy was. Definitely not high school age. Yeah, there's there's a couple people where you're like, how did you have a full beard at 15? Like, <laughs> yeah, and you're not even just that, just like just their mannerisms and how old they were. And mm-hmm. I, I know I can just think of like three in my head that I'm like, they showed up mid year and they were like way too old, mm-hmm. and you're always like, how are they partying with all the hot teachers? <laughs> you yeah, know, like, right. <laughs> Why were they at the same bar with the teachers? You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but Fast Times at Ridgemont High is uh, is a teen comedy, but there's some very serious uh, themes that run through uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, like uh, inappropriate it's, it's times not, to yeah. masturbate, uh, abortion, getting your first. Well, I was going to get to that. Okay. <laughs> well, I was um, saying I start from the main the main one, and it was an, it was talking about abortion in the early 80s yes so. it, it was that was the the big social message message that happened uh in that movie and it kind of it kind of uh you don't expect it, it's it's like bring it on in, in that way like unless you know about the movie 
uh, like all the marketing was just like it's crazy times in high school and like girls coming out of uh, it's Phoebe Cates coming out of a pool and like you know what's his what's his name uh, from Beverly Hills Cop wearing the funny pirate outfits and you know <laughs> <laughs> Judd Judd Nelson Judd Nelson and then uh, you know a very young Sean Penn smacking yeah. his head with a you know with a, a Vans shoe yeah because <laughs> he's high as fuck. <laughs> You know, um, and then it it sort of just perfectly evolves into this movie where you're like, oh shit, real consequences to like thinking that nothing can touch you as a teenager. Well, not only that, it's I don't think it's actually that. I think this movie is just supposed to be a year in the life of high school students. No, no, no. So I don't think it's really evolving into what happens with no consequence. I think it's just a year in life what happens to all high school kids kids. And like with the kid that has the with the kid that goes through the abortion issue, mm-hmm. it's because he bangs a girl without using a condom, which is something that all kids can relate to. All well, high school kids the, relate the, to this that. This is what I'm saying. Like they, they're going through their sort of teenage lives like, ah, oh, we're teenagers, we're just figuring it out. Like um with this idea that like uh no real harm will come to anything that we do because we're just kids. It doesn't really matter, right? And yeah. then in the middle of that movie, or towards the end of that movie, all of a sudden shit gets real. And, um, you know, they deal with it in in awkward ways, in real ways. And uh, I think that's what's very significant about that. For some of them. <laughs> Sean Penn's character doesn't really ever deal with... Well, he's he's comic relief, though... Not really, because in the very end, the, the teacher shows up at his house and makes him go through all the... But he knows the stuff. Yeah. You know, like that's that's the sort of spin on that is like, ah, oh, like I, I do kind of understand what you're saying. I'm just I love pot. <laughs> the best part of that whole movie is when they go to the when they go to the cadavers and John Penn walks in and they say, Hey, are you in my class? And he goes, I am today. That's one of the best. <laughs> Gnarly. What a dick. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Fast, Fast Times at Richmond High is uh, chock full of memorable lines, iconic moments. Um, it's got great performances that the the iconic, you know, coming out of the, the pool scene, Phoebe Cates became the love of every teenage boy in the 80s from that scene alone. And then she did like two other movies and then stopped acting. Just like what we've said on this list, every other hot chick in a in a... In an '80s movie, for some reason, that happened to everyone. The girl from Ferris Bueller, the the hot girl from Foot- Footloose, the hot girl from Can't Buy Me Love, mm-hmm. and a slew of other hot girls that came out in the '80s. Oh, we could even include kind of Kelly McGillis on that list. Yeah, we can include uh, Kelly LeBrock from Weird yep. Science on that list. Yeah, you can. Pretty much all the hot girls from the '80s just just slip right off after their movies. Though, uh, you know, don't don't jump the gun on Kelly LeBrock just yet. Because Weird Signs might be coming up a little soon. Uh, no, I know. I, I didn't say that. I'm just saying Kelly LeBrock is from the, you know. Yes. No, no. She, she's also one. Yeah, there's there's a, a bunch of. Um, I'm just saying what happened to the women of the 80s? They didn't have a career after the. Uh, misogyny. Maybe it's misogyny. Yeah. I think, I think it has a lot to do with They're that. They're all the hot women of the 80s. And then. You give them three years, then they become quote unquote too old. And then you need newer. What's funny tires. is the hot woman from vacation stayed hot until now. She's still fantastic. The hot one from vacation? Yeah. The girl in the car? Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Wasn't that like Christy Brinkley? Yeah. 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 She still looks exactly the same. She's and she's like well, 70. Supermodel. She's like know. 70. Yeah. Some people just got it. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah. Uh, well, you know fair, who got it was uh, Billy Joel because they were married. That's true. To be fair, though, Phoebe Cates still gorgeous. She just stopped acting. Ah, okay. Uh, all right. So that moves us past Fast Times Richmond High at number seven up to number six. Okay. So that means we had Hackers. Clueless. We had Clueless. Mm-hmm. We had The Girl Next Door. The Girl Next Door. We had Fast, Fast times. times at Ridgemont High. That means number seven. Nope, number six. Number six. You're close. Number six. Is Lindsay Lohan at her prime in Mean Girls. Mean Girls. You know what? This is one of those movies that you have to say is up there just before the top five. It's just before the top, <laughs> top, top five. I think that as time goes on, this becomes more and more of a classic, iconic movie. It already is, man. This movie is hilarious. This movie's got good acting. It's got a good message. It's got great, great uh, one-liners. Um, yes, it's written by Tina Fey. Tina Fey, it's got Tina Fey it's, it's in the movie. One of she's in the movie too. Yeah, uh, it's it's she's one of you know uh, the best comic writers of her generation. Tina Fey. I don't know if I'd go that far, but yeah. I mean, she was head writer of SNL through. Uh, There's been a lot of head writers of SNL. Well, no, I know, but she was a head writer on SNL during a very uh, like good year stint of SNL. <laughs> I should say, like there was a lot of good shit that happened while she was the head writer. Yeah. And then she comes out the gate, she writes Mean Girls, and she's written a slew of other other movies that even though it's uh, just sort of servicing her and Amy Poehler's need to be in movies together, um, they are still sharply written and um, funny, really funny. I mean, even the Baby Mama movie, which is like I real weak like in that. premise. Um, I didn't like that one at all. It, there's still I think, I there's think still moments in that movie that are, that are sharp. It's every not, Tina Fey movie that's... But, Brilliant! It, there's a stinker for her every other one. Or what? What's the one where she's? Uh, uh, oh fuck! Nope. Admission. The it, it, the admissions one. Accepted. Mm, is it or, accepted? No, accepted is the one with Justin Long. Oh yeah, this one. Yeah, I didn't really like that one that much. It was really? okay. Yeah, I where like she finds like her son or something. Uh, no. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess she does find her son. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how. Yeah. That that movie's got a lot of layers. It's funny. It's got Jason Bateman. I think he's not a he's not a. Uh, for me, he's not a like a positive all really? the time. Really, I love Jason Bateman. He's okay sometimes. Sometimes he's just like a. He is. He's. He's Jason Bateman, and I love. I him. think of him the same <laughs> way that I think of that whole crew of guys. You know, the whole crew that he's in now, where it's the um, what did it, the group that he's always in right now with um, is it like him and Jason Sudeikis and no, no, not really him. Um. Ryan Reynolds, he did like two movies with that guy. Ryan Reynolds, I think, is great in everything he does. He's, he's fantastic. If Ryan Reynolds is in a movie, I'll see it. Yeah. I want to be Jason Bateman's friend, too. Now, if I see Ryan Reynolds in a movie, I'll absolutely see it every sure. time. But, um, no, I think of him like I think of uh, Vince Vaughn movies. Like, they can be okay, but they're not always okay. Their their Vince Vaughn movies are sometimes his character, sometimes he brings what he needs to make that movie great and sometimes he's just annoying that's why i think of jason bateman mm. same way i think jason bateman is not as an extreme of a caricature of himself sometimes he is like in couples retreat where both of them were in the movie together and it was like man they're both kind of mm. a little too much i don't know a little J- too J- jason intense. bateman is is always just sort of jason bateman enough for me you know what i mean same thing with owen wilson is the same way where their really? their character comes out and it's like sometimes they're magical and then sometimes it's too much. Sometimes it's drill bit Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Although, if you really want to see great Jason Bateman, go watch Ozark on Netflix. I've watched every single Ozark movie. Fuck. I mean, TV show. 
such a good show. Yeah, it's really good. Such a That's good show. That's what I'm show. saying. Sometimes Jason Bateman, magical. Magic. Sometimes, eh, not so much. But going back to me, like, Girls. did you see ever see Extract? Yes. Okay. I liked Extract. Eh. It was a Mike Judge movie, right? Eh. Okay. Okay. He did, <laughs> he did Office Space. And then Extract. Yeah. Uh, who's who's the uh, and Beavis and Butthead? You're kind of forgetting who's, that. Who's the friend? Yeah. Who's the friend in? Uh, who's the like stoner friend in Extract? Who plays that character? Fuck. I don't know. Ugh. I want to say it's like fucking Vince Vaughn. Probably. <laughs> full circle. Look, look. Al, are you listening? Bring up the cast list for extracts. Why did we give him a Ben Affleck? Day? Ben Affleck. That's who it is. Yeah. Generic dark-haired tall guy. But I mean, ben, I mean, uh, extract is so good because it has Gene Simmons. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, but we're not talking about the stoner buddy films. We're talking about <laughs> Mean Girls. Mean Girls. Okay, Mean Girls. It's also so good because of Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows, Tim Meadows makes Meadows this meadow. I mean, he makes this movie <laughs> so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> he is, yeah. He, he, he sort of. I will keep you here all night. I will keep you here till four thirty. <laughs> In in some respect, he he represents all adults who watch that movie. <laughs> he does. You know, you know what I mean? Like you you want to like you can you can relate to the fact that like damn, sometimes being a teenager sucks. But you know what? <laughs> I do have shit to do. <laughs> you know, like, and then I'm here for you, but I don't have time for your bullshit. Like. <laughs> And when they say who's who's scared of Regina George and he raises his hand, yeah, it's so great, it's so great, yeah. That that movie is uh, see the fact that we're laughing, we're not even watching the movie. Come on, this is a great movie. That movie is uh, is uh, one of those movies that's like sort of near perfect in genre, where yeah. like it it hits all the marks that it needs to to hit. It's funny, it's smart, it's um, it's got a, a compelling story. And you can relate it to real life. It's not something that's over the top. But it's, it's I mean, it is over the top in it the is perfect way. But in the perfect way. But it's great from its stars to its supporting cast. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that that is when a movie really hits a good stride. When you know the person like Tim Meadows, who's in it for maybe seven minutes total screen time, uh <laughs> best line is so so great. Uh in in matching the sort of uh, greatness that's happening with all of the stars and the main people that are carrying the movie, when you have that kind of um, pedigree that kind of goes through an entire movie that way, uh, that's when the real movie magic happens, I think. And and that's a, a real diamond in the rough kind of a thing when you're making a movie is trying to make sure that like every single part of your movie, even the small parts and the, the seemingly throwaway parts, are just gold. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mean Girls sort of hits that stride, and it's good enough to make number six. But speaking of Mean Girls, oh. we're going to take a little break here, and we're going to play you a little taste of our sister podcast from our own personal Mean Girl, Nikki O and her friend Cornelius. This is Nikki O and, and Cornelius. And we're going to talk about all the shit women and sometimes men don't say but need to hear. Love, lust, politics, vaginas, and face diving. Mm. 
Did you know some woman uses her own vagina scent as a perfume? That's disgusting. Tasty. Ever wonder why men send women dick pics? Ladies, it's not a compliment. You want to hear more? Listen to the Sex with Candy podcast with me, Nikki O, and my co-host, Cornelius. Continue the convo on Instagram, at Sex with Candy. Sex with Candy is a Riff Laugh production. All right, we're back, and let's go over a couple of our honorable mentions yeah, before, before, we get in, before we get into the top ten. Yeah, before we get five. into the top five. Yeah, honorable mentions. Uh, I mean, we talked about uh, Back to the Future at the top of the show. Back to the yeah. Future, Teen Wolf is, is one of those. But uh, ooh, 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 Can I go over the honorable mention that you hate? I was going to save that one for last. Okay. I think it's going to uh, really piss, piss off at every everybody. fucking person listening to this. <laughs> yeah, um... You know, uh, one of the movies that made it onto our honorable mentions is one of my personal favorite uh, uh, teen movies. It's a little indie film starring Ellen Page and Michael Sarah called Juno. Yeah. You know, that one. That one's a. It's a. It's a really sweet little movie. Also about unwanted teen pregnancy. I like the other sweet little movie she did called Hard Candy. Dude, <laughs> Hard Candy. Oh, we don't really have time to get into Hard Candy because no, we're going over was, honorable mentions. But that, that movie fucked my shit up. I watched that movie, like sleepy little indie indie movie. That that was the movie where I was like, "This Ellen Page girl is legit." Um, I started watching that movie, like comfortably reclining in a chair, just like, "Oh, I'll watch this little indie film." You sure. got halfway through and you're on your edge of your seat. I halfway through, yeah, I was at, at the like unreclined at the edge of the recliner. Then I was standing. Yep. In front of the recliner, and by the end of the movie, I was like three inches from the screen, just sort of like nervously pacing. That movie and like, is fucked up. Like I couldn't like keep control of my arms, and it was just like this ah oh, this visceral thing that uh, my body was reacting to with what was going on on screen. It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, not not a teen movie necessarily. No, it's not on our <laughs> it's not on our list by the way. It's kind of a teen movie, but it's not like a high school teen movie. The way no. that we're talking about these teen yeah. movies. <laughs> now Juno was an honorable mention. We it's not yeah. on our list. Next on honorable mentions. Uh, Can't hardly wait. One of Jeff's Can't favorite ha- movies. Can't hardly wait is one of my favorite teen movies. I think it should have been on our list. It did not make the list. It has got a lot of great music in it, which makes it kind of uh, nostalgic. It's got some. Um, it's got some good scenes in it mm-hmm. that are just uh, uh, kind of uh, classic. Sure. I think I think a lot of teen movies at the time uh, did not make or uh, kind of made fun of this movie specifically. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the people that were in this movie became famous after the movie. Like Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> no, but whatever, Corey. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Brecken Meyer. No. No. That's not who I'm talking about. But um, Seth Green, Seth Green was already famous as a kid. Yeah, but. he was. He's he's he shows up in so many movies where you're like, yeah. oh shit, that's Seth Green. Yeah, we can get into into the particulars of the different actors, but this is only an honorable mention, so yeah. we can move on from Cat Harley. We I just think there's a scene in this movie that uh, uses uh, the band Yaz, a song from that band, and I think it's a great scene, and I just like this movie. It does have great music. I'll give you that. Uh, there's a there's a t- tremendous amount of other films that, that don't even make this list really e- either um, because we would be have to go on and on. But just know that if it's your favorite movie, like the Save the Last Dance, the Pretty in Pinks, the you know all that kind of stuff, uh, we consider them heavily with our hearts. 
and um, the faculty, the faculty, uh, she's all that. They're just they ju- they're just not good. Pretty in pink. So your favorite movie? Pretty in pink. Pretty in pink. Sixteen candles. Sixteen candles. Your favorite movie? If it didn't make this list, it's because your favorite movie, your number one, isn't good enough. <laughs> Uh, also, Just remember, if you are yeah. your favorite movie is Pretty in Pink, it's not get a new movie. Yeah. Uh, also, we wanted to, we wanted to say that <laughs> that I tried, tried not breaking that's funny. That not a, that <laughs> not another teen movie. Yes, was one that should have been on this list because it is one of the most hilarious parody it's movies. Kind of all of these movies. It is, <laughs> and because it is all of these movies, and it is the best parody movie, and it's the only one to feature. A Captain superhero, yeah, a superhero, and the Human Torch. Yes. So we we really, really should have put it on this list, but you know what? We're not going to. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. Uh, also, an honorable mention. A really funny movie that uh, I think sneaks by a lot of people. Um, it's a sort of early Emma Stone movie called Easy A. It's uh, it's very sharply written. It's a very sweet movie. Um, the winning moment of that movie, though, uh, really belongs to Stanley Tucci and his portrayal as her father. It's he's fucking hilarious. Although I've always said about this movie, how this movie is the most un, um, is most ridiculous movie. Its premise is kind of stupid. Oh, oh yeah, it's got a it's got a very sort of it's, um, it's just, paper thin premise, but yeah. it's very sweetly written. Uh, it works, and Emma Stone is adorable in it. Especially when she's singing that uh, fucking One Hit Wonder song. I got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine. Take me away. She's like, uh, she gets a birthday card mm-hmm. where she's like, fuck that song. And then like zoomed to three days later and she's singing it in the shower. She can't get the song out of her head. That is a very real thing. All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> At first I thought you were going to play that fucking song. I was like, how did he get that song so quick? Me too. I was like, wait. Oh, I got a like, pocket, I got a pocket. <laughs> I was like, how did he do that? All right. For those of you who are not, have no idea what Woo. just happened, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You're going to cut all this anyway. <laughs> I probably won't. <sighs> okay, so. Oh, some. Uh, so here's some the one. music was, Here's was the one. Track. Yeah, some leftover music from another pod. Mm. From another pod. It, it, it okay. threw me for a loop. <laughs> so, for anybody that is that is that is really pissed at Corey, we're going to talk about this one movie that Corey would not let us have on the list. Uh, it's not that I wouldn't let you have it on the list. You ranked it at a certain uh, number. I ranked it at a certain number within the twenty-five. The average came out to twenty-one. Yeah, it and I will just, let you know that it going just missed. It just missed, and I'll let you know that going into in this list, Corey had said. We shouldn't have this on the list. Because I don't understand why people like this movie. Okay. Now, we are not talking about Pretty in Pink. No. Which both of us agreed were shit was a shit movie. I mean, it's a fine movie. 16 but Candles, we both agreed, shouldn't be on this list. So, we're talking. Now, I believe this should be one of the best teen movies of all time. And I understand that I am in the complete minority here. So, before okay. you throw all of the scorn, I understand that I have the unpopular opinion here. This movie is something that you you always want to watch when you're going back to school, when you after you've had <laughs> no. had some summer loving. It's like Grease Lightning. <sighs> the movie Grease. It's, it's not good. So, it's it's just it's not it's just not good. Okay. Corey, the if you the can music pers- is okay. Half the songs are unlistenable. If you play Summer Lovin', just start the, the oh, initial yeah. no, riff, every single person in the audience oh, I know. will start singing. And I don't understand it. 
because it's a song where essentially guys are goading on date rape and women are talking about like, well, but how much stuff does he have? It's a terrible song. <laughs> so anyway, this is an <laughs> honorable just, mention. Saying, this is an honorable mention. The best part of Greece is Rizzo. Her storyline is the most compelling part of Greece. Who gives the fuck about Sandy? She doesn't. She's such a dud through the entire thing. Danny Zuko goes from being like hot shot wannabe fucking motor guy to becoming like this geeky track star. He changes. It doesn't get him the girl. He goes back to his regular life. And what happens? The girl changes and suddenly happy ending. Fuck that shit. It's stupid. It's 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 terrible as a story. And most of the good music that you like uh, was not was only originally written for the movie. Not we're for talking about the, the movie, not the play. No, no, I understand, but I'm saying like that original. Yeah, we're talking material, about like the people that hold on to like, but oh, it was, but it was a play and all yeah, the but we're not talking about the play. Like, no, they made. We're talking Greece, about. We're not talking about the play. word does not feel at all like. Uh, you know why it belongs in anywhere near because that because it's movie. a '70s song written I know, by a '70s band. It's a fucking band. disco song that, that written by the Four Seasons. Oh, it's fucking terrible. I, I don't I don't understand why people love this movie. Okay, so. Um, at switch envelope. <laughs> oh yeah, hit <laughs> to me Corey. up. Fucking throw me all of your scorn. Let me know all of the the things that the nuances that I'm missing about Greece. Because uh, I, I, I don't get it. So Corey's wrong. So we're just gonna move on. That's an honorable mention because Greece should have been on this list. I know that. Everyone else knows that. Corey's wrong. So we're gonna go move to on to. It was twenty. Just number twenty one. Five. Just barely. Number five on our list. All right, top five. Here we go. Corey, One have you gotten all that anger out? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, are you yeah. good? Oh, are you good to I'm, move on? I'm great. I hate that movie, do but I don't. Water? I don't keep it do bottled inside. Uh, need, no, I just I just finished my water. Do you need a Sanka? <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> uh, all right, so top five. Here we go. The best movie if you're a nerd. Weird Science. Do, 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 do. Yes, Weird Science is number five. One of the best movies of the '80s. Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall. Ian. Ian. I. I. Illin? Illin. 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 Illin, I think. We we talked about this yeah. with, with Nicky O, actually. With Nick, yeah, Illin. Thompson. Jefferson. Michael, I think it's Illin Michael Thompson. Something like that. Yeah. Um, he, like so many other 80s ladies, never worked again. <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. <laughs> uh, it's got Robert Downey Jr. It's got uh, Bill Paxton or Bill Pullman, one of those guys. <laughs> Bill um, Paxton. Paxton. It's got the Twister guy, right? It's got the Twister guy. That guy, he's such a dick with his crew cut haircut, and then he goes on to reinvent the way we think about tornadoes. I think it's a brilliant yes. uh, you know, turnaround story for him, for Chet. For Chet. <laughs> for Chet. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's famous. Uh, uh, everybody fell in love with Kelly LeBrock. Kelly LeBrock. She was the biggest thing of the 80s oh. for, for maybe three years. She looks r- real good throughout that entire movie with like headbands and shit yeah she's awesome <laughs> in that and then you've got a couple other people in that movie that that are you know the guy that plays dino in this movie is also the guy who played the um the janitor in breakfast club <laughs> you know he had those two parts i don't know what the hell else we, he was Nothing in but he played else. but he played those two parts are actually very they're 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 iconic they're like iconic characters <laughs> yeah. in both movies yeah he so he's He's the cutaway cameo where everybody goes, oh, okay, we're, we're okay. He's the essential character actor. I hate when people call actors character actors, but that's a character actor, man. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's the cutaway uh, the, the cutaway guy. 
Yeah, exactly. You're doing a thing, and then you cut away to this guy to give you sort of context for the the shenanigans that are going on. So that's Weird Science with its great soundtrack. Speaking of another movie who has a song that really defines it, our number three pick. Grease. It's not Grease. No. Honorable mention. Uh, Number three, um, though it's number three, it will forever be the best around. No one's ever going to keep it down, Jeff. It's Karate Kid. It is a Karate Kid. (laughs) Which is barely high school. (laughs) No, are you kidding? Karate Kid has most of the scenes in the movie. scenes in high school. No, most of the scenes in the movie take place on the the high school. He goes to high school. He does go to high school in the movie, yes. Yeah, one of the first first main scenes is him going to a high school party with his friends. Mm -hmm. Then he goes to the high school where they're playing the, 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 what, how was that? song um cruel summer is playing as he's going into school he mm-hmm. sees all the kids that beat him up mm-hmm. and then i mean he's trying out for the soccer team there's there's a lot he's yeah. he's at school a lot in this movie there's also the scene where they're all after they've been told they can't touch him mm-hmm. so they walk up to him and he like squares off with them and they're like hey not to the tournament yeah sweep the leg <laughs> since they said not to the tournament yeah there's a lot of stuff in this you just wait then we'll cheat yeah, The Karate Kid is uh, is another iconic movie. This is another one where like Jeff scored it extremely high. I scored it sort of mid level, and it and it shot all the way up to number th- four on our list. Um, the the crane kick. I think every kid in our generation tried that crane kick in their backyard or on the playground. I was in karate when this movie probably came out, and they were like, "Don't you fucking do that!" Actually, it's stupid. I am not joking. <laughs> the the um, karate instructors came out and said. That does not work. Do not do a crane kick. <laughs> You're leaving yourself unbalanced and unguarded. <laughs> they said. They said you are. They said what happens after you you do that kick? You will get kicked in the face. Do yeah. not do that kick. Yeah, but every kid tried it. Every kid did it. Every kid tried it, and that's significant for uh, for how it it affected uh, it, all of pop culture. Like every kid wanted to to be Danielson. Exactly. You know. All right. So what's next on our list? All right, moving on to our top three uh, is uh, our top three is a movie that uh, I snuck into with my girlfriend. And what movie is that? While I was with you, Jeff, there was warnings that they were going to be checking tickets, that they were going. To I remember be this because I saw people. a movie with yeah. my girlfriend at the time. She yes, came we, with us. Yes, yeah. we we double dated to go see this movie, and it was the quintessential '90s teen raunch film. American Pie. American Pie. Yes. Yes. Where we did see uh, Jason Biggs fuck a pie. Yes. There are a few versions of this movie with that pie scene. Yeah. One, he's up against the against it. One, he's on top of it. Uh, one, he just sort of turns around and the pie is covering him. Uh, we saw him on top of the counter going to town. Yeah. <laughs> I think we saw the unedited version as uh, of that time. I don't. I don't know. We saw it opening day. I remember the theater was packed. This movie uh, was kind of a phenomenon, if I if I remember. At least it seemed seemed that way in our local area, uh, where so many kids were so excited to see American Pie, this teenage film. Uh, it was also a sort of return to R-rated uh, teen films. Mm-hmm. Um, it it really. Uh, struck a chord with uh, sort of everybody that was between like 15 and you know 20 at the time. It's hilarious. 
uh, it's very much uh, hits high school in the uh, late '90s, early aughts at a at a right angle. <laughs> just <laughs> it just nails it right in the side, uh, and I feel like that is the if there is a like movie personification of the way I felt in high school, American Pie feels that way to me, for sure. It absolutely, absolutely. I I think everybody's seen American Pie because it's so iconic. Um, well, everybody's got to go see the pie fucking movie. Yeah, right? yeah. I think it's so icon- iconic. I thought they fell off very quickly because they made two terrible sequels. Uh, they've uh, made three more. Married. They've made more than. I mean, with the actual original cast. Oh yeah. With yeah. the original cast, I think they made two sequels. Eventually, I think Jason Biggs and Sean William Scott took over the franchise because I think American Wedding was executive produced by Jason Biggs and Sean William Scott. I see. But they I ne- are direct to video type movies, yes. Yeah, they're not. They're not even the even the sequel was really bad. There was also a bunch of spinoffs with Stifler's brother. Was there? Yeah, it was like American Pie Bandcamp and uh, American Pie, fucking goes to college. I just know like that. that they were terrible after the first one. Yeah, the that first one, first one was for, is great for being so good mm-hmm. and so funny and so original. After that, they were fucking terrible. Uh, I mean. Yeah, they're not they're not great. I would say that like two is kind of watchable. Uh, three has moments. I don't even think two is watchable. But two, two is bad. What's watchable about number two for us specifically is when they go to the small beach town. They're driving through downtown Orange. Yeah, but I see that all the time. And <laughs> downtown Orange is 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 filmed in everything. I know they use uh, downtown Orange, California. For those of you not in the uh, direct Southern California area. Is uh, has a very small town feel. It has a circle, uh, and lots of productions film down there. American Pie Two, notably, uh, as we're talking about American Pie, but also like that thing you do was filmed there. Uh, you get a very small town America, or you can get old time, yeah, <laughs> America uh, from it because it's kind of a timeless little piece of Americana uh, in Old Town Orange. Yep. Um, if you ever get a chance, visit it. Not an ad. So moving on to our number two, which is. Oh, number two is a drastic turn in these types of movies. It is the movie Kids. Kids. Kids is not a comedy. Mm, No. Not even close. But Kids is an unbelievably compelling movie. But rather than talk about it, rather than give you a review, we're just going to tell you, go out and see it. It is compelling. It will make you think. Go see it. Kids kids is insane. It's a... Very good film, but it is a very intense film. Very intense film. I can't say that enough. Um, yeah, viewer discretion is viewer advised. discretion is advised. I think we should go on to our number one film. All right, our number one film is actually a tie between two films. Tie between two films. Okay, let's go to the first one. <clears throat> well, th- yes, it's a tie between Dazed and Confused and The Breakfast Club. Yes. Uh, you have said that with more of an anticlimactic feeling. It is The Breakfast Club and Dazed and Confused. <laughs> Okay, so we had to split that because our uh, we couldn't decide. Well, couldn't no, no, decide. actually, the, it's m- mathematical. Everything gets scored and tie broken yeah, yeah, based right, off sure of is. the sort of where they ranked on our respective lists and 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 so on and so forth. These movies received exactly the same votes in opposite uh, array from both of us. So no matter the way, way you shake it, they are exactly the same rank. So basically, Corey put one uh, one of them as one. I put one of them as the other one as one. Yes, and so. they were number two on, on our, our list, list. On our list, I put one as one and two, and he put the other one as one and two. So that's yes, how it was. that's, how it, that's so, how it works. So, Dazed and Confused, number two. 
or as as number one as a a dot b yeah, yeah. one a days one and confused. a okay so uh, days and confused great movie uh it's it's uh fast times Ridgemont high without any of the re- of the of the reality of, <laughs> of the, the Ridgemont high <laughs> of, without any of the reality without any of the the consequences it's just end of end of school year yes. i can't I, don't, I always ask Corey why this is a back to school thing it's a, because it's, it's the last day of school but it's it, this a back to school movie in the same way that like can't hardly wait is back back to school movie it's not well, we back didn't put, to school we didn't put can't hardly wait on this list it was an honorable mention it was okay. it was included but anyway a uh, great movie one of the best mo- best movies it introduces us to Matthew McConaughey yeah it's Matthew McConaughey's first movie <laughs> um it introduces us to um not too many other stars. Most of the stars didn't really become too much after this. Oh, there's uh, one of the kids stars in Mallrats, I think, or maybe his brother. Like I, mean, I said, not too brother. many other. I mean, Parker Posey's in this. Parker Posey. Yeah. Um, there's very mostly are most of the stars from this movie are you know not a list stars. The, the thing but is, this it, is an ensemble irrelevant. piece yeah. <clears throat> that just always holds up as being just a great movie. This is a fun time. It is a it is a nostalgic trip. Not a fast trip. time. It's fun time. It's fun time. Fun times at East High or wherever the fuck. The they music go. is great in this. <laughs> yes, there are memorable lines. Anyway, great it's, movie. Yes, it's a great movie. And then Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Who I mean, hasn't seen this movie? We we talked at length about this movie as well uh, in our last episode um, when we almost gave it the Oscar. Yeah, Breakfast Club. I don't know if we can really. If there's nothing we need to say about the about the Breakfast Club. It is. It is. I. I think it is the quintessential at school teen movie. Teen movie. It is a. It is the teen movie of of any generation. I don't know if you think teen movie or if you think Brat Pack. If you think what is a teen movie, you think of Breakfast the Breakfast Club. Club. It is so oftenly parodied. Um, it remains completely timeless in its portrayal of these teens from different walks of life and having their own different struggles coming together. And they form an unlikely bond through their own sort of hardships. You know, they find out like, oh, we're not, we're all dealing with some shit, you know, and that softens the, the sort of walls that they put up against each other. Yeah. John Hughes caught lightning in a bottle with this one. It's, he, it's a great, it's a great uh, introspective look at kids when they're talking to each other without their parents. And frankly, right. it's just a great movie. It is. Absolutely. And I think uh, proud to put that right at the, uh, right at the top. All right, so that is our top 20 best teen movies for back to school. Should we recap? We are going to f- recap this fucking great list that All we've created. From, from 20? Corey, I think we've made a great list here. We have. I think we've made a list that other that we can be pr- we can be proud of and that other people can look at and watch. I mean, people to are going to school. tear my asshole up about Greece not being on that this list. That is a lot of that's a lot of uh, a description I didn't really want to hear. People are going to rip my throat out. Perfect. <laughs> I didn't mean to be so so unduly graphic. I apologize. All right, let's go. So, all right, so starting back down at number 20, Number 20 was Footloose. Number 19, Bring It On. Number 18 was Napoleon Dynamite. 17 is Superbad. Number 16 is Crybaby. Number 15, Saved. Number 14 was Charlie Bartlett. 13, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Number 12 was Varsity Blues. 11 was The Craft. Number 10 was My Favorite Hackers. (laughs) Number 9, Clueless. Number 8, The Girl Next Door. Number seven, one of my favorites, Fast Times at Richmond High. Number six was Mean Girls. 
Number five, Every Nerd's Dream, Weird Science. Number four, The Karate Kid. Number three, American Pie. Number two, Kids. Number one, A, Dazed and Confused. And then number one, A, Breakfast Club. <laughs> They're both the number one, A. Oh, you know what? I, I do feel I do feel pretty proud of pretty proud of the list though i know that there is a ton of movies that we did not cover and if you would like to interject your favorite teen movie though again it was not good enough uh you hit us up on instagram at switch the envelope or on twitter at switch envelope and uh let us know in the uh in the show threads uh you know which movies we we really left off uh where we went wrong why certain movie uh should have been ranked higher or lower uh, and uh, keep the conversation going. Okay, make sure to check us out on our website or go to Apple Podcasts. Please leave a review. What's or what? What's our website? What's our website? Yeah, you just switchtheenvelope.com. There you go. You should know that website if you've been listening to our podcast. If you haven't been listening to our podcast, go to our website at switchtheenvelope.com or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. We love you. Have sex with your friend. Have sex with your neighbor. Switch the fucking envelope. We're out. Bye, switches. <laughs> See you later. Oh, that was good energy. Switch the Envelope is a Riff Laugh production.